All right, hey everybody, this is Chad Jordan. I'm the Director of Marketing for Digital Services at Sport Clips Haircuts. This is another edition of our Hall of Fame podcast. Uh, super stoked today. I'm in a beautiful Southern California, and I'm with one of my favorite people, and I'm going to let her go to and uh, introduce herself. Good afternoon. Uh, this is Frankie Delgado. I am from Southern California, born and raised I am currently in San Diego, California. I am an area coach, and I am also part of the Sport Clips National Artistic Team. She's not just part of it. She's like one of the baddest members of it. So uh, everybody knows who Frankie is. She's uh, super popular, and uh, like I already said, she's one of my favorites. And last year, I was at the coaches huddle just randomly. I think there was it was also TLTC2 or something, and... Uh, I was there the day that they announced the new artistic team members, and I, I feel like, because I, I think I was presenting at the time in the room next door to whatever insanity was going on with you guys, and uh, I can still feel the earth shake when you guys all found out who was going to be on the artistic team and the celebration and, and just the energy in that room. Can you, can you describe, kind of take me back to when you got named the artistic team and, and what, uh, what emotions were going through your head at the time? Um, so they actually made us wait to the very last minute. Uh-huh. So right before we were going to take off, mm-hmm. nobody knew when they were going to announce it. So nobody knew who tried out. So right when they announced it, I was really, really nervous. Um, and they pretty much just put our pictures up there. And, and then, that's how they announced yeah, it? Yeah, and okay. then they announced our names afterwards. So I got... What, did they put all the candidates' pictures up there or just the people that had gotten added? So they put all three of us okay. that got added at that time. Well, who else was there. added when you got So in. we had Brittany Burton, mm-hmm. and then we also had Tiffany Allen. Okay, yeah. Uh, and and then what? It's just uh, a, you know, a massive... So then we get to Party. go up there. You have to, and do you have to cut hair like in front of everybody? No. Like you have a little routine that you had practiced just in case? No, or? you know, I didn't even know what to do. I actually looked back on it because my team, uh, you know, they recorded it. And it was basically just hugs to mm-hmm. the senior members of the team. And a lot of them I've, I've already known. So it was really cool to be up there with them. But I went back and I looked at it and it was funny because – I like passed up Julie Vargas <laughs> and she's like, you know, one of my mentors, <laughs> yeah. one of my favorites. And like, if I think back, I'm like, man, I should have like yeah. hugged her yeah, first. She probably deserved, but <laughs> yeah. you know, in the euphoria of it all, right. I mean, you kind of blacked out, right? Exactly. It was just an out of body experience yeah. for you. So now you're on the artistic team. Tell me what are, give me, give me some highlights. What are the best, what are the best parts of it? So my first show ever, probably a month after in January, after I get on the team, we had one training. Mm. We go to Caper, Paul okay. Mitchell Caper. That's Florida, or where was it? It was actually at Disneyland. Yeah. It was okay. at Disneyland. Oh, okay, here. Yeah, so it was in Anaheim, California. It was my first show. And just interacting with all those students and seeing how hyped up they are to meet you. Like, you know, like I'm a regular person. I get up every day and just do <laughs> right. regular stuff. I'm not yeah. anybody, you know. But just seeing like how pumped up they were to meet me and talk to me and pick my brain like that fuels me and I would say that's like the highlight is the students and watching them get that aha moment or just you talking to them for five minutes how it just brightens up their day it was that caper was most definitely and it was with the whole team so it's one of the times I got to perform with the senior uh artistic team members so So everybody was there everybody was there it was awesome and then 
We did the Dallas Gala for the Mansfields, and that was oh, cool. Oh, yeah, right before Huddle, right? Right, right before yeah, Huddle. Yeah. But while I was in Dallas, Julie informs me that BarberCon has invited us to come over, and for the first time ever, we have a classroom. And this is what, New York City? It's New York City. Yeah. We're uh, in New York City. We're in Queens. And it's a big deal for us yeah. to be invited to something like that. Uh, and I remember getting up. Well, those on, are your peeps. I mean. Those are my are, peeps. Yeah, exactly. But sometimes the view of sport clips, because people are not aware yeah. of what we do and who we are, is a little different. Mm -hmm. So my goal was to change the perception of people. Nice. So I remember we had a, a one spot. We had several spots on stage throughout the weekend, but the first spot we had is we kind of was where we were able to go up there and introduce ourselves. And I remember the first thing that I said was that I really wanted to see us uplifting each other and supporting each other, and I wanted to bridge that gap between stylists and barbers. And I really wanted to see us supporting each other as an industry because if we can do that, we can grow and we can just do so many cool yeah. things so how did that go over when you said it you know what we were we were actually welcomed with like mm. arms wide open from dl the barber from just uh, a lot of people didn't know what we did yeah. you know so it was that was our chance to show them we had a classroom and i remember us like me it was me aaron crystal and julian the 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 famous julian yeah. So we're up there presenting with him, and we're thinking, is anybody going to come to our classroom? You know, Who cares? Even if they don't, at least we're here. Yeah. We had a great showing. Mm -hmm. People were coming to our booth, taking pictures. People showed up to our classroom. So for me, that was not only one of the highlights of being part of the artistic team, but one of the highlights of my career as a whole. It was just a great experience. And, I mean, there's nothing like it. And you know that one of the things that I'm – obsessed with is finding out someone's journey the, the the beginning middle not the end but the now of of their story so take me back if you if you don't mind take me back let's let's just get to the beginning like where where did you get your start how did how did all that start to uh, to happen for you well you know i was a teenager in the late 90s mm -hmm. so there was a lot of right when i was graduating college thank you so much for uh reminding me that all Sorry. right okay uh -huh. um there's just a lot of people cutting their own hair a lot of people mm -hmm. experimenting with haircuts and um just i started off with my brothers first kind of giving yeah. them that like step cut no blend i remember my, my parents taking them to get flat tops you know early days barbershop so i've kind of been around the barbershop for most of my life I was kind of going from job to job. It mm -hmm. was kind of like meaning, like meaningless work. It wasn't really fulfilling for me. And uh, I just started cutting hair. I started cutting my own hair. So I, my hair went short when I was about 18. My mm -hmm. mom kind of flipped out, but, you know, she got over yeah. it. Um, so I started off cutting my own hair. And like I said, I was going from job to job. Wasn't really fulfilled. And one day it kind of clicked for me like, hey, I can do this naturally. I have a passion for it. I can get paid for it. Yeah. <laughs> so it literally like one day clicked. it just clicked yeah. for me. So um, I went to the barber college in Anaheim, California. I applied. Um, you know, I was waiting for my financial aid to go through, and 
from there, it just kind of... So because of your experience, you had been cutting mostly guys' hair. Right. So the barber route, that, that's kind of where you were heading. You, you didn't want to do full service. I mean... Well, I mean, I dabbled with my mom, and they'll probably laugh if they hear this, and my grandma. Mm-hmm. I grew up, like, dyeing their hair, but, like, you know, with the bottle. Yeah. So it was always a thing for me. Like, they would... My Don't mom would be giving always... away their secrets now <laughs> yeah, for you everybody know? to listen to. My mom that's would... her natural yeah, hair color. My Come mom on, and my grandma would always, you know have me dye their hair so it was just like something that we did as a family Mm -hmm. naturally it's pretty cool uh so this is now so we're still in the late 90s when you finish when you finish bar when did you finish Um, school i think it was a 2010 okay all right so oh so you did you just kind of did side stuff all the while yeah so it clicked for you actually right out of high school well i got my gd and then i got into a scholarship program i went to emt school um, what? Yeah, I went to EMT school. Lifesaver. I got halfway through. Once I started realizing like what the job was, mm-hmm. meaning like we went one day we went from being where babies were born. Yeah. And then the next moment we were like downstairs in the morgue. Yeah. And for me, I'm a very like sensitive, emotional mm-hmm. person. There's a lot of highs and lows in that yeah, job. And yeah. And we started going on ride-alongs with the Compton Fire Department, and it was really, wow. really hard for me. Um, to separate myself, like you know, when you see older people, I would think of my grandmother. Right. You know, young guys, I would think of my brothers. So for me, it was really hard for me to separate myself. So I realized that that probably wasn't the job. For me. Yeah. The... Still, like, okay, no, this is not for mm-hmm. me either. So, so was uh, struggles probably not the right word, but I mean, you you were you were you were kind of. Uh, navigating your way through those those early years of your career trying right. to find your purpose right trying to find your center like what what is going to make you feel fulfilled trying to find your passion i guess so uh when it all clicks and then uh after the the massage stuff is that when barber school starts no or? i still it was still probably another like five six years and I mean, is if somebody finally just says hey Maybe you should do this, or um, did it just... It was actually my mom. Okay. Uh, me and my mom are really, really close. Um, I grew up in Buena Park, California. I had a really good life. We, you know, we lived in a pretty suburban neighborhood, um, but I just grew up really, really close to my mom. Mm-hmm. So my mom has always encouraged me to do whatever I wanted, regardless of what it was, and she saw that I had a passion for it and she was like, you can get paid for it. So at that time I, I went back home and I was living back with my mom. So my mom really encouraged me to get out there and do something and just try it out. I mean, you never, she was like, you never know. It could be, you know, the best choice of your life. And she ended up being right. (laughs) Was there a comfort level for you because you had already for years been cutting hair when you walked into barber school, like, I, I can do this? Or were there still some butterflies and some nerves thinking, you know, what I, if I don't like this? I felt at home. Okay. When I walked in there, uh, I was like, okay, this, where I belong. this this feels good. Yeah. Like, I feel like I belong here. And, yeah, as soon as I went in there, I went to the Real Barbers College of Anaheim. Uh, the owner, Mr. Augie, rest in peace, he died several years ago. He was actually in the Navy, and he cut hair hmm. on a Navy ship for many, many, many years. Wow. So I happened to walk into the right place, yep. and immediately I just 
it clicked for me. Then how do you how do you transition? Let's let's introduce sport clips into this. Where, where does that start to come into the picture? At this point, I had bills to pay, so my partner was like, "Hey, there's sport clips," yeah. and I was like, "Sport clips, okay. hey." Um, you know, in school, they talk about franchises, they talk about booth rental, they talk about this. And being a barber, it really wasn't an option that they put out there for us. Mm-hmm. Barbering's a pretty traditional craft, and yeah. they have, you know, not rules, but there's a culture to it. So the way that they explained it to us, it was like, uh, you don't want to go to sport clips. Yeah. But I saw my partner and her being able to, you know, be a single mom and make money and provide for her family and have a flexible schedule and whatnot. It took a little bit of convincing. Well, it was more like you're gonna do this. Yeah, right. <laughs> so um, it made it's it made too much sense not to give it a try. Right, right. Because I struggled. I went back and forth, worked at the barber shop. It wasn't working out. So she got me an interview. She came home one day and she was like, uh, "I got you an interview for Cypress 505." Mm-hmm. So I said, "Okay." Got to the interview, I was hired on the spot. When uh, can you start, kind of thing? I pretty yeah. much started the next day. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. So as it, as a what team member, assistant I manager, started as key a, holder, a team member. But what really clicked for me as sport clips was the assistant manager at the time was on maternity leave, so they asked me to be acting assistant manager. Had you ever managed no. at, at any of those shops you'd been to? Okay. No. Um, so I got to go to a leadership. So it was my first leadership ever. What year, what year are we looking at here? Oh, say 2012, okay. I think. Mm-hmm. 2012, I'm pretty sure. Um, Is this one of the Dave and Buster leaderships? Yes. Oh, really? Okay. It was one that of the Dave and Buster leaderships right. in uh, Irvine. Yep, in the Spectrum. Yep. So my manager at the time invited me to go to leadership. I had no idea what was in store for me or what I was even going to. Mm-hmm. I get there, and right away, I fall in love. Yeah with the culture of sport clips. Uh, my operationals coach at the time, Sarah Sandalovic, she's no longer with us. She's with North Carolina Anna, now. What, Sarah was in California and in Texas. She's from Texas, right? She's from Georgetown. Yeah. She and, went and, to school with Edward. Oh, Sarah, my goodness. Yeah. I didn't know I didn't know she was California too. That's cool. Yeah, so she was uh, the operationals coach. She doesn't cut hair. But I fell in love with her energy and yeah. just the culture. They sat us down with other managers and just the way that – People talk to you, it was uplifting, and from there, I was just like, yeah. Yeah, this I, is I, what I like you it. wanted, yeah. Um, and so it probably didn't, so did you ever relinquish assistant manager? How did that, because when she came back from maternity leave, what? So she came back, yeah. and she kept on coming back and forth, and it was funny because I was there for two years, and she um, had two babies in the course of me being there. Uh-huh. And they never really made me assistant manager, but I was acting assistant manager. Yeah. And just everybody viewed you as just that. the way that I am. Yeah. I'm going to do 110 mm-hmm. percent regardless of the title or not. Uh, I met Tara Crawford, who is our area coach, operational coach yep. for Southern California now. What she, was she then? Uh, she was a technical coach then. Oh, OK. She was me. Okay. Yeah. Um, so she was uh, running the San Diego area, teaching classes in Irvine. I remember she came for a success check, and I it, w- it was really slow. So she was like, we're going to role play, the five-point play. And I was like, okay, I got this. Mm-hmm. No big deal. I do it every day. So we're role playing, and the gal that I was role playing with, 
she wasn't, you know, she wasn't too good on her five-point play. So I was, like, uh, kind of giving her yeah. pointers under my breath, trying mm-hmm. to help her out. Uh, Tara took me in the back, and she's like, hey, you know, I remember you from class. You mm-hmm. stuck out to me. She's like, are you looking to move up? And I'm like, kind of joked around with her. I was like, well, where are the positions open? She's like, well, I'm in San Diego. And I was like, yeah. The store that I was at, it was it was sport clips, but I knew there was something more. Mm-hmm. I knew there was something more to the company. I knew there was other things. I knew the culture was bigger. And I knew that I wasn't really experiencing it 110%. Mm-hmm. So I reached out to her and I'm like, hey, I want something more. Got home that night, talked to my partner, who's now my wife, and I was like, uh, what about San Diego? Because you're living, where, where are you? Wh- we're in Cypress, California Cyprus. Okay. still. Yeah. And I'm telling her, like. So this is going to take, you're going to have to completely move. Right. And I'm, I just threw this it out there. Commute. I was just yeah. joking around, literally yeah. joking around. And I'm like, what about San Diego? And she's like, okay. And mm-hmm. I was like, what? She's like, there are worse cities to live <laughs> than San Diego, California. Right. Let me tell you, that's that's got to be the top five in the country. So, so I threw it out there, and she was like, "Yeah." And I was like, "Well, I got a job already." And she's like, "You do?" And I was like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. with Sport Clips." And she was still working with uh, okay. Sport Clips at the time as mm-hmm. well. And I said, "You know, I think we both got jobs out there. I'm not sure what we'll be doing, but you know, we'll 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 be set up." So I hit Tara up, and she's like, "Yeah." Come on down. She's she's team leader of two stores now by this time. So she's a uh, team leader of CA405 Del Mar. Who, who is? Tara Crawford. She's a team leader too? Yes, she is. What? Yeah. Oh, mine just blew all over the wall here. Yes, so yes. we're going to have to clean that up later. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. So okay. And then she's also team leader of CA402. Okay. So she was like, uh, I want to bring you into mm-hmm. Claremont. She's like, it's pretty similar to, you know, Cypress. And it was going to be a change for me because you got to realize that I grew up in Cyprus. So every person that walked into that sport clips, I literally knew or I went Mm -hmm. to school with or I'm now cutting their kids hair. So it was a lot different for me. But we went for it and we we literally packed up our stuff once my son uh, finished his fifth grade year and we moved to San Diego. Did he get a vote? He did not. Okay. (laughs) How did did that conversation go? Do you Um, remember? It was difficult because he had gone to the same school his yeah. whole life yeah, but imagine. we wanted to make him realize that we grew up in the same area uh my wife grew up in hawaiian gardens california which is not one of the best places to yeah. grow up and we didn't misleading want misleading name yeah yeah very mm-hmm. misleading name one of the smallest cities in yeah. california but we wanted something better for him we wanted him to kind of grow up in a different environment than we did because we just wanted better for yeah. him. So to to explain to a fifth grader that we wanted to better his life, it was hard. But he's a good kid, so mm-hmm. he went with it. Mm-hmm. He went with it, and we just came to and San he's Diego. now a junior He's in a high sophomore. He just sophomore. turned 16 okay. a couple of weeks Football ago. Football player. Football player, yeah. yep. All Football right. player, athlete. He's a good kid. Yeah, about 50% of your Facebook or social media posts are your son related. So He's um, my I, pride I, I and joy. Kinda, I kind of keep track of yeah. how things are going at home with yeah, him. Yeah, he's so, my pride and joy. So that's cool. So, okay, you make it down. Um, you're now at, what's what's the store number that uh, you're CA-402. So you're, you're, so you're at CA-402. 
Uh, you're the manager. I'm the assistant manager. Assistant manager. manager. They bring okay. me in as an okay. assistant manager. Nobody okay. knows who I am. Mm-hmm. So I walk oh, in there. Yeah. I'm getting looks. Right. Like, who's right. this person? Uh-huh. Who does she think she is? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. Took them a couple weeks to warm up to me. But after that, it you know, just treating people with kindness and just being genuine with your intentions and just, you know, showing them that you do want them to grow and you want them to be successful as well. That's what worked for me. A lot of people always ask me, like, how did you get to where you're at? And it was really that simple. It's just mm-hmm. being myself and just wanting everybody to succeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and there's, uh, there's a trick to being yourself. That works when you're cool, nice, whatever. Right. So, um, yeah, you were yourself, but yourself, you had good stuff to work with in terms of uh, – you know, I've seen how you handle your 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 uh, your people and uh, and your business, and uh, and that certainly has paid off. So you you're at the store, um, you're still not a coach, right? I mean, we're, you know, no. you're still you're so so. Walk me through your assistant manager for how long? And um, so I'm assistant manager for about a month. I'm assistant manager for about a month, and uh, we had three coaches. Yeah, we had three coaches, three full time coaches. And we right then and there, we were doing a lot with Help a Hero. We were working with Marinello, the school. We had an internship program where their students were coming in and playing coordinators. Hmm. So receptionists with us, yeah. for those of you that don't know who that is, that what that is. And uh, they asked me one day to come to an event, and it was a Help a Hero event. And what we were doing is we were matching up with Marinello and our company, San Diego, the San Diego area, and we were giving free manicures and free haircuts to veterans. Hmm. Uh, they said, Francine, Frankie, do you want to be a part of it? And I said, yeah. And I remember getting there to Carlsbad. It was uh, the event, and my manager had asked Sarah, I don't know if Sarah remembers this, I'm just curious, is, is Frankie going to get paid for this? And Sarah looked at me dead in the eyes and said, do you want to be here? I said, yeah. Mm-hmm. My stepfather was in in the army. I mm-hmm. have, you know, uh, several family members that are veterans and that serve in the service. Absolutely, I want to be here. Yeah. She said, well, this is voluntary. I said, right. cool, awesome. Yeah. What are we gonna do? Let's cut some hair. So I did that event. A week later, they asked me to be a hair model for a what we call an ambassador now. There was an ambassadors then. Yeah. It was just a school visit. So they said, hey, Frankie, you know, we like your hair. Will you be a hair model? I said, yeah, cool. So we show up to the team. We wanted to show them the whole layout. So we had Ron there, our team leader. We had Sarah, Sarah there. We had Tara there. We had a manager there. We had an assistant manager and team members there. We had a full team there. So Ron, so Spencer sent Ron, but he wouldn't. Yeah. Come. Okay. Don't <laughs> we'll okay. talk about that oh, later. Yeah. Uh-huh. All fair. Okay. So we're doing the presentation and not knowing that they're looking for a new coach because one of the coaches were going to phase themselves out. They had a gal lined up to come and speak to the barber students. So I'm thinking I'm just there to mm-hmm. get my hair cut. Yeah. Never talked in front of a crowd. I've never even thought about what? education. Are you serious? Okay. And never right. even thought about education. Didn't even know that that was where I was going. Well, the girl didn't show up. And it was her turn to speak. Tara and Sarah looked at me, and they were like, you're up. And I was like, what? <laughs> so wait, wait, wait. Come again? Record scratch. Yeah, and 
keep in mind we're in a room full of barbers not just stylists yes. but barbers uh-huh. my peers uh-huh. so i already knew what kind of questions were going to come up well you don't use a straight razor you're being timed this and this so i look at tara and i'm like well what do you want me to say and she's like tell them about your experience i mean you're a barber you can relate to them mm-hmm. so <laughs> they pushed yep. me up they there they threw the baby into the pool and they made pu- you swim. Yeah. yeah they pushed me up there and I, I mean, it went by really fast. I don't really even remember. I do remember there was one guy in there that was giving me a hard time. He had his headphones in, and he was just throwing yeah. all these questions at me, and I was just, you know, spinning them back out mm-hmm. to him. And that was it. And I was like, oh, don't ever do that uh-huh. to me again. You know, got through it. Didn't think anything of it. The girl ended up showing up afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Did you get the time wrong? or <laughs> I guess, so... Um, or maybe it was fate, you know, that I, I'm thinking that, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm thinking that a week later I get a message from Tara and Sarah an email and they're like, we need to speak to you immediately. And I'm like, Oh man, busted. What did I do? Like, (laughs) you know, I know like I'm used to being the trouble. Like, Like what? I don't remember doing anything wrong. So they sat me down and they were like, I don't know if you know this, but we're looking for a coach and you killed it. Mm. like you killed it we love your energy we love the way you handled the crowd and we want to offer you this position and i was like me right you're looking around yeah wait who are you talking to literally i was like me are you sure and they were like yeah and that's like one of the things that i remember the most is really sarah like she believed in me Mm -hmm. like in that you know every time i see her like i just give her a hug i remember when you know I got announced of being on part of the t- artistic team. She was like really emotional, yeah. you know, like it was kind of one of those things where you like, like, you don't want to look at your mom cause you know, your mom's right, crying right. and then you're going to cry. You're going to lose it. Yeah, yeah. So it was really emotional for us. Uh, she really, really believed in me. She really pushed me to just be out of my comfort zone and being a barber. I wasn't really taught the way that most of our stylists were. So my expertise was like in fading and, and tapering and they didn't really teach us how to use scissors and so i'm right. thinking like you guys want me to teach people how to do these things and i'm not even sure that i'm i know them myself you're not as comfortable with it yeah but just the training program just the way that the coaches are trained and the way that that we're trained technically i would say it's brought me on a whole nother level mm-hmm. in my career and that's just sport clips has nothing to do with any other ed- education that I've gotten. It's literally sport clips. Obviously, my wife is a cosmetologist, so she had a big influence as well in me, showing me the ropes as yeah. well. But it was really like, I remember my first month of coaching, they literally sat me down with a doll head and I was just sectioning it and parting it, sectioning it and parting it, holding my shears, trying to build up my dexterity. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really jump on the floor for a while. So it it took me some time to kind of get used to the fact that I was going to be teaching people. Yeah. But once I got comfortable with it, it was like, man, not only am I barbering, but now I'm teaching. Like, now I'm, like, on cloud nine. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't even explain to you the feeling that I got from that. It was just, like, I felt like, and I don't want to get religious, but I felt like God showed me. Yeah. 
my path. Like, even though it was later in my life, and I always talk to my mom about it, like, I was like, apologize, like, man, mom, I wish that I would have pushed myself to do this earlier. And she's like, no, like, everything happens for a reason. Maybe you weren't mature enough to handle sure. all this yeah. at that time. So it's kind of how I got to where I'm at now. Yeah. No, what a, I mean, that's I mean, that's the crazy thing. What a journey. It wasn't a straight line. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it, was it wasn't lot, at all. A lot of circles and loops and jagged edges yeah. and dips. And um, and so now you're uh, you've been a coach then for how long? Uh, um, actually, October 1st is my four year anniversary okay. of being right. a coach. Yeah. And and within so within three years, you were named to the artistic team. Uh, had that been the first time you had applied? Um, uh, Tara was pushing me to apply mm -hmm. and apply. I didn't feel like I fit the team or like the image that they were looking for at that point. It was just my perception. Mm -hmm. I didn't really know much about them. I had just seen them at the coaches huddle. I had just seen them when they would perform. I thought they were awesome. Obviously, you know, people that I looked up to, you know, and First year, Tara pushed me. I was like, no. Second year came along. They asked for applications. I still said no. Well, they opened up the applications only to California. Like, we got a message straight to Ron saying huh. that we're looking for California coaches. Wow. Tara looked at me, and she's like, you, this has got to be. You they're gotta trying yeah. to get you. <laughs> and I'm like, man, no. So Julie Vargas, my lovely Julie Vargas. Wh whom you passed up when you went yes, to Yes, I'm sorry, uh -huh. Julie. Okay. Uh -huh. <laughs> but we've had many hugs yeah, yeah, in between then. there. Mm -hmm. um, she reached out to me and Tara, and she's like, hey, we have this video shoot going on uh, in Westlake, California. We're using Ron's store, and we want you guys to be a part of it. And I'm like, what? They're like, yeah, it's a whole video shoot. We're going to do haircuts, kind mm -hmm. of a commercial, infomercial. We want you guys to be in it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, all right, cool. So we get there. Yeah, isn't Tara in that one? Tara's yeah, in that yeah, one as okay. well. Delisa Foreman uh -huh. yeah. uh, is yep. up in there too. So I do my haircuts. And it's funny because my last one, I cut myself. I'm so nervous. I cut myself. And I'm like, dude, really, <laughs> really, like out of all times, I'm going to cut myself. But the videos ended up really good. Um, in my opinion, I think that was Julie's kind of my tryout for her. Mm -hmm. I don't know. She could maybe tell me different. Uh, come to find out, they had already been kind of looking at me because of my social media posts. Mm -hmm. I started doing live posts. Mm -hmm. I started doing uh, live posts of my classes, tutorials, stuff like that. Um, but getting, getting yourself out there. Trying to get myself out yeah. there. Exactly. Not just myself, but my market. I mean, yes. we're so full of so many talented stylists, and we do so many cool things that I was like, man, people need to know about yeah. this. So I just started getting out there on social media. So then finally, I got the goals, and I just applied. And I said, I remember talking to my wife, and I remember talking to my mom, and I just said, man, it. You know, my mom always taught me something, that if something's for you, it's already for you. It's already mm -hmm. written in the sky for mm -hmm. you. Like, your story's already you just gotta written. You got to step into it. Yeah, like, yeah. it's already written for you. So my mom and my wife, they were like, if it's for you, you know, it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And if it's not, it's not the end of the world. You know, at least you tried. And 
You it's know? like when one door is closed, another one opens kind right. of philosophy. You know? right. You just got to keep jiggling the, the handles and yeah. see which one opens up yeah. for you. So this year, then this must have been your first huddle performing yes. in front of like, now Now you're in front of all your sport clips, yes. right? So give me, give me, walk me through and then I'll get to my, my 10 questions. I'll it wrap was, it up for you, but walk me through that. It was actually. you guys rocked it. It was actually probably one of the most. I was the most nervous out of any really? time Be- because it was sport clips related and those were the eyeballs. Those on were you? my people, okay. you know, and caper. There was almost 4,000 people in the audience mm-hmm. when we performed. Mm-hmm. So the performance that we did, we had already performed at caper. We just changed it up a little bit because the stage was different, but I was so excited to show not only Southern California, but to show all of sport clips around the nation what we do and how passionate we are to educate them and it was I, we talked about it off you know yeah. off tape or what off the recording and it's almost like a euphoria that you get from performing like a natural high and i remember they were showing our videos before we got up there like hey i'm frankie mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. showing our videos and i remember when my video came up they were making fun of me because everybody went wild yeah. you know and that really pumped me yes. up you know and afterwards i made sure that i um that i went not behind the stage that i went outside because california finally got yes. to be up in the front yeah. uh-huh. so i made sure that i went and you know I gave props and daps to all my people and they were just, they were just so excited for me. And it was just, it, I mean, they're just so supportive and I'm just so grateful for, for them. I really, really am. Well, obviously California loves you, your homegrown talent and a rock star and all the sport clips loves you, which is why you got that, uh, that great ovation. What we did, what we did talk about off air is, uh, how, uh, how exciting it is to get in front of a crowd right. and people are often wondering are you nervous or whatever like no I'm ready for this I, I want to celebrate being up there with everybody and in front of everybody and I want to return the energy they're giving us we, we hope to return to them and you guys do it as an artistic team every single time Thank so you. hats off kudos there all right let me let me do this because you you got a long drive ahead of you, you got to get back um and uh but i want to get through the 10 questions okay uh that uh, i can't ask a follow-up to so even if they're a bad answer i gotta just let i gotta let you live with it all right Uh, number one which superpower would you most like to have you know what i knew you were gonna ask this because Mm -hmm. i listened to all your podcasts Uh so i was thinking about it on my way here and Uh i was trying to figure out how to word it and i was like basically a superpower to like create peace among Whoa. people like a magic wand like a magic wand like if you see somebody beefing or like just anywhere like be able to just instantly create peace okay i'm gonna call i'm gonna hashtag peace wand that's what we're gonna, <laughs> that's what we're gonna okay. call that i like it that's awesome what is your personal motto my personal motto just be who you are and own it yeah, and you talked about that earlier, you know, um, be genuine. You yeah. Know, so that's that's something you're obviously living by. Uh, number three, other than where you live now, uh, which we already said is one of the top five places <laughs> ever, uh, where else in the world would you most like to live? Um, 
I would probably say somewhere and go back to my culture somewhere in Mexico in the on the beach. Okay. Cancun or Cabo? No, or... more from where my wife from. She's from Leon, Guanajuato, okay. and it's one yep. of the last colonial city cities in the world. So yeah, I would want to live in okay. Leon or Guanajuato. Who is a celebrity you'd uh, would most like to meet one day? A celebrity that I would most like to meet one day. That's a hard one. I don't know. I would say Well, he's a celebrity in my eyes, but he's an athlete and I would say uh, Yeah, that counts. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron, the greatest okay, quarterback okay. All right, Sir Green of Bay. all time. All right, okay. <laughs> that, that's definitely a celebrity. I mean yeah, a future Hall of Famer. <laughs> yeah. All right, shout out Aaron Rodgers. We'll get him on the podcast soon. Uh, which words? He lives in San Diego, by the way. What? Yeah, he has. A, oh, yeah, because he went to Cal, right? Yeah. So he's he's from California. Which words or phrases do you most overuse? I say um a lot. Mm-hmm. That's my filler well, word. Well, you'll see that when you when you come back and read the transcript. Oh, of this. I, yeah, that's yeah, why yeah, we yeah, talked yeah. about the mm-hmm. voice thing. Mm-hmm. And I would say sweet. Are cool. Okay. Or dude, those are my overused phrases. <laughs> so, so you have a couple. Uh, what sound or noise do you love? Clippers. Oh, nice. Clipper over comb. Yeah. The, the clipper okay. hitting the. All right. Yep. Uh, what sound or noise do you hate? The door slamming. The door okay. slamming. That gets you. Yes. All right. What profession, other than your own, and you, you tried a few, um, would <laughs> yeah. you have been good at or at least have wanted to try? I did a lot of performing, not in front of a lot of people, mm-hmm. but in high school I did a lot of, uh, I was part of a show choir, and then I was oh. also a cheerleader up until eighth grade. What? So, yeah. I got to see those nah. throwback Thursday those, pictures. I think those are Heck hidden yeah. away somewhere. Oh, man, no so, way. I'm going to go so find those. Some type of performing of some type. Okay. Uh, what do you consider your greatest achievement? Raising a very, 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 very talented, smart young man. I love it. And if heaven indeed exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Welcome, Frankie. You did all that you could, and you belong here. I love that answer, and love you. Love all your energy and your passion for Sport Clips and your job and your people. Thank you so much, Frankie, and looking forward to all the great things that are going to be coming from you. Thanks, Chad. I enjoyed it. All right.